Hello, and welcome to Rewired, a brand new podcast. Whether you are a baby boomer or a millennial, planning ahead or already enjoying retirement, this show is designed to inspire your imagination with helpful information to invite you to live your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess Dale. It's May, the lusty month of May, but oh well, I guess you caught me in one of my moments. Yes, it is May, and in my world there is always a show tune. However, this is a perfect show tune to launch the merry month of May, and I was thrilled that today on the Today Show, I was able to see the cast sing the lusty month of May with Philippa Sue as Guinevere to announce the new production of Camelot, which is currently on Broadway, written by one of my favorite writers, Aaron Sorkin. So you know it's going to be a little bit of a lustier production than perhaps the original back in the 60s. So welcome to May. This is episode number seven of Rewired. Well, we have a lot to focus upon this month, holidays and recognition, and that made me think about what is the plural of the word focus? Now, I had seen that written a lot of times, and it's F-O-C-I, but I've never actually said it out loud. (laughs) I came to find out that our daily word today, I have been saying incorrectly all my life. So F-O-C-I is pronounced foci. Foci. I thought it was foci, which I guess makes me think of the troubadour on Santa Monica Boulevard back in the 60s, but it is really foci. So we will move into the foci of the month of May, which acknowledges Older Americans Month and Mental Health Awareness Month. And the first full week of May, there are acknowledgments and celebrations for Teacher Appreciation Week, which I think should happen every week that school is in session, Deaf Awareness Week, and if we were visual, you would see me signing to you, National Pet Week, and Be Kind to Animals Week. Now, in my world, being kind to animals is 52 weeks a year, and yet I'm very glad that there is a designated week for many people to to focus on they're wonderful animals and being kind to the animals around the planet as well as their own pets. And if you read today's episode description, you know that my title is May the 4th be with you. Well, that's the closest I can get to a sound effect. And it is to honor tomorrow, May 4th, National and International Star Wars Day. Yay! Yes, I am a Star Wars fan. In fact, I played hooky on opening day and went to see the premiere at the Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. It actually forever changed my life. Now, I didn't know that at the time. Certainly, I left transformed and had no idea that all of these subsequent years, what an impact this film would have on my life and certainly the world around us. The first organized Star Wars Day actually took place in Toronto, Canada back in 2011. That event included 
you know, trivia games and costume contests, probably that's still going on, <clears throat> uh, parodies and all kinds of things that they did to honor the film. Then the following year in 2012, when Disney bought Lucasfilm, that made the movie, they have been officially observing Star Wars Day at Disneyland and Walt Disney World ever since. And of course, all of the loyal fans just took that on for themselves. And we have created May the 4th be with you as a way to acknowledge it. And if you haven't seen the film, which I can't believe that's possible, but in case you haven't, May the 4th is sort of a loving homage phrase to the main phrase in the films, may the force be with you. And the force was a synonym for may the spirit be with you or may life be with you. It was conferred as a blessing. So many times when you see people or if you watch the film, may the force be with you. It is a very good sign and a wonderful blessing to confer on someone that you meet. So here we are this week of may the force be with you. You're listening to Rewired with Duchess Dale, sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. Welcome back. One of the underlying motivations for this podcast is helping to change the mindset that people have about getting older and about retirement. Hence the idea of rewirement, rewiring ideas and beliefs and sometimes even actions. Well, my two guests today are living examples of people who have rewired to live out their dream in their older years. Carolyn Wickwire and Howard Rake are two professional actors performing this weekend in a new play called Hunker Down by local New Mexico playwright Robert F. Benjamin. Now, what makes this show so unique is that you don't have to go anywhere or park your car to see it. It is done live on the Zoom format. Offered and presented by PlayZoomers.org, an online theater company that was founded in 2020 during the shutdown, when the producers Jan Cartman and Marianne Nichols Hubbard decided that they were missing live theater and those of us who are theater nerds were missing that experience and wanted to present that online. Now, we remember that there were tons of theater events and movies that were videotaped or streamed and we all gratefully availed ourselves of that. But those of us who, again, missed the experience of live theater got our wish taken care of when playzoomers.org was created, offering single or full-length plays, multiple plays, using professional artists from across the country. And in fact, not only are the creative team members from across the country, a lot of the audience members are across the country and even international because they can attend without having to fly anywhere or park anywhere to see a show. In fact, late this year, PlayZoomers will be celebrating the milestone of their 100th play. Now, the show this weekend, Hunker Down, 
is about an hour long. It's online. It is live. And it's about a spunky older woman who clashes with a crusty, whimsical, curmudgeon neighbor. They're both experiencing isolation and separation. And yet over the year, that relationship changes. To find out how it changes, you might want to hear from our two guests as I welcome Carolyn and Howard. Well, welcome back to Rewired, and I am delighted today that my two guests are excellent examples of what I think this podcast is all about. Both guests are older adults who are not retired in the typical sense, but very much rewired in their careers. Carolyn Wickwire and Howard Rake are two wonderful actors, which right now I have the privilege of directing in a new play called Hunker Down by Robert F. Benjamin. Now, we're going to talk about the uniqueness of this production a little bit later in the podcast. But right now, I'd like to introduce you to Carolyn and Howard. Welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Hi. Hi. Well, because I'm kind of old fashioned, I'll start with ladies first. Carolyn, would you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today? Right out of college, I started to work uh, at a medical school. Uh, started out as a secretary, ended up as an administrator. And after 30 years, I was ready to retire. I'm only 51 years old. And I decided this is the time to do what I've always been passionate about and really seriously get into acting. Uh, so I did. I started taking classes, uh, more classes that spring, was ready to retire, got an agent and took off running. Uh, I did mostly commercials and and film uh, early on in my career, then got heavily into theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eight years ago, my husband and I moved to New Mexico, and I've pursued it with a vengeance since I've been (laughs) here. I consider myself an actor now, which I think is what I've always in my soul (laughs) thought of myself as. Oh, that's wonderful. Would you be comfortable telling us at what age you made that transition from sort of the working world into the acting world? Uh, I was 51. Okay, great. So that's typically pre-retirement as you moved into rewirement. But now you're here and you are an amazing, wonderful actress. And many people, certainly in New Mexico, are very familiar with who you are. So I'm glad you made that choice. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Howard, you're a unique uh, individual in this, and I would love for you to tell us about who you are, where you are, and how you got to here. Well, um, I am in Chicago, um, and I've been acting now not for all that long a time, because my professional career took me to a well beyond Carolyn's 51 years. Uh, So I've been acting now for uh, about 15 years, and I'm going to be turning uh, 80 a few days after this play, uh, after we perform this play. Oh. Uh, Yes. Uh, I I spent 
a very long time involved as a trainer and a manager of training for some of the better, in my view, some of the more noble uh, federal government programs. I was involved with the Peace Corps for well over 30 years, first as a volunteer and then as a trainer, and then through a company that I ran that had contracts to train Peace Corps volunteers. Uh, subsequently, we did work with other uh, others of the, you know the sort of great society type programs. We worked with AmeriCorps. We worked with Job Corps as well. The company did. So, in a way, the transition to acting was a bit natural. In that, as a trainer, I was accustomed to being in front of groups of people and engaging mm-hmm. an audience and 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 getting people involved. I could never. Uh, devote myself in any way to acting because for a long time, my travel schedule, particularly when we were doing the Peace Corps work, uh, my travel schedule was such that I would have to travel uh, on an unpredictable schedule and often for unpredictable lengths of time. But when the portfolio of the company changed, uh, it became possible for me to, you know, predict my availability a little bit better and one day when I was uh, coming off public transportation, I saw a sign in a storefront window that said acting classes, and there was a phone number. Really? So I called the fellow. Yeah, so I called the fellow up, and I, I told him, I, you know, I told him, you know, I really haven't done acting. I mean, I had done, when I was a kid, I did summer camp productions, <laughs> uh, a few of them. But I didn't do it in high school, didn't do it in college. So, he, so you know, he said, he said, well, you know, come take a look, see what you think. And I started taking classes, as Carolyn said she did, started taking classes and started auditioning for theater and mm-hmm. found it relatively easy to get cast. And I've been I've been very uh, gratified at uh, this evolution, you know, into a into a different career, becoming rewired as an actor. That's wonderful, because my humble opinion is it's about that inspiration and passion that sometimes gets sidelined when we're growing up and we have a family and we get the typical job. And then as we get older, we realize what's important. And the fact that both of you are following that passion is great inspiration, I think, for all of us listening. And I'm I'm thrilled. And what I'd love to do now is talk about next, how we all came together. And as I said, this play called Hunker Down by Robert F. Benjamin, a local New Mexico playwright, is being performed live. However, it is on Zoom. We are a production with PlayZoomers.org that kind of sprung up as a result of the pandemic shutdown. And we do live theater. It's not streamed. It's not videotaped and shown later. It is live theater. And what we're doing, the three of us are doing together, is this production on Zoom for PlayZoomers. And we're running May, let's see, May 5th. Fifth, sixth, and seventh, and I'll give more information about that later. But Carolyn, I know you have something to say about that transition into zooming theater. I do. Uh, we went so long without live theater uh, that, and I started having the opportunity to do several Zoom plays and Zoom play readings. Um, 
My husband and I are involved with a playwrights group here in Albuquerque, and we started meeting on Zoom. But as a result, I'm 86 years old, and I had my ability to learn lines really decrease. My ability to, uh, I, I, so this this play Zoomers has been such a wonderful company to work with. Yes, I've worked with others as well, but it's been great because we can have the scripts on the screen in front of us for certain scenes and certain plays if we need to, mm-hmm. and it's just been the lifesaver to me. I feel like it's rewired my career that would have <laughs> virtually died otherwise. Well, I think you brought up a really good point. And I'm thrilled that you didn't let that change, that physical change, mental change about line memorization stop you from continuing to work as an actor. Uh, absolutely. And I can still do short films, short small roles in in uh in regular films and so all it's really cut out for me is large roles in theater and this has been very satisfying it's it's a it's a wonderful opportunity because what i think it does not only did it serve really well during the pandemic shutdown it serves for older people who may not drive or want to go out at night to the theater but miss live theater and are the performances at Play Zoomers? It, it's a live production, and then there's a wonderful talk back after the show, as it were, and you get the audience gets to interact with the cast, the director, the tech crew, and get a little more insight about things. So it adds an extra level that um, sometimes you don't always get that at a live theater. You just get to have a real interaction and continue to be passionate about theater. Howard, do you want to talk to us about that? Well, I want to I want to talk about um, how you started talking about how the three of us came together to do this. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that because I find it very lovely and interesting. Carolyn and I had uh, had scenes together in either short, well, in shorter, in short productions by play zoomers. Mm-hmm. And we both felt that we played very well together that we you know we had a good we had good chemistry as as actors together and so after the most recent one that we did i got in touch with carolyn and i said you know what about what about pitching to play zoomers the idea of the two of us doing a full length show right. and 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 carolyn liked that idea and she was able to contact our playwright, uh, Robert Benjamin, who had a few different pieces that he showed us, and we, that we, two of us really selected that, and he also recommended you, Duchess, <laughs> as the director. So it, this was a very, very organic experience, very enjoyable and uh, and and wonderful, I think. Oh, I agree. I'm glad you brought that up. And just for our listeners, because the show is based in New Mexico, Robert F. Benjamin is a local New Mexico playwright who focuses on writing plays for older adults. I also would like to say that Robert Benjamin, the playwright, 
worked for years in the labs at Los Alamos, and only after he retired, really started devoting himself to playwriting, and has been very successful. Good point. That means I'm going to have to invite him on to so we can hear about how he went from being a physicist at Los Alamos Laboratory to a, a working professional playwright is another amazing sense of rewirement and getting out of the mindset of being retired. Oh, well, I'll just sit around on the porch <laughs> to rewiring to something that has called to you for all your life or maybe something new and exciting. It's really it's wonderful. So I, I would probably invite Robert for an interview a little bit down the line. Is there anything that the two of you would like to share about the rewirement, the the emotional, or did it change things in your household? How did you adjust to going into these new careers? Carolyn? When I first became a professional actor, as I said, I just retired because I never felt I had time to do it professionally uh, before that. I concentrated mostly on commercials, TV, film. Then after my husband died, I felt like I was freer to do theater. I started doing theater then, and it's just, I've, I've loved the progression um, mm. and being able to uh, to combine all of these different areas. I've always said that you don't retire from something, you retire to something. Mm. And I think that's the only way to stay healthy and happy and alive during retirement. I'm going to have to quote you on that one, madam. I love that retire. You don't retire from something, you retire to something. Yes, that's rewiring. Thank you. Oh, Howard? Well, I wanted to talk about another aspect of this. One of the most gratifying aspects of doing theater for me has been the fact that it puts me in sort of close, intimate, friendly contact with a lot of younger people. Oh. And that's very that's very very rejuvenating. And I find I find that it's reciprocal too. I enjoy being among the younger people, and I find that the younger actors and, and crew and directors and so forth are very appreciative and, and um I don't know, I get I get a lot of I get a lot of enjoyment from the reciprocity of the relationship between myself as the older actor and the other professionals who are younger people. That's a great point to bring up because again, that's an aspect of getting older that sometimes can be ignored, that the wisdom, the talents, all of that that we've each earned down our life path can be shared or demonstrated in choosing a new passion. And I believe that the new generations can indeed learn from us and rewi start rewiring now. <laughs> they don't well, necessarily... Yes, and, 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 and I think, too, I think, too, that, you know, once we leave... The, the original career where probably we've been interacting with younger people, the opportunities for interacting with younger people become fewer unless we seek out opportunities such as these. Right. And you're now currently not, in addition to the PlayZoomers 
Zoom uh, theater, live theater. You're also in a, you're rehearsing another play in Chicago where you live. Is that correct? Well, it's it's actually going to be, it's actually, it's, it's going to be in two cities. Uh, my brother, my brother is an actor and um, he's a few years younger than I am. And we've been talking for about a year about finding a play to do together, a two, a two person play. And so we're not both in Chicago. He's in New York. So we are rehearsing on Zoom and we've we've figured out a way to to rehearse blocking as well as lines on Zoom. And we will have performances toward the end of May, two, two performances here in Chicago, one uh, on the 27th and one on the 28th. We will have about two days to rehearse in person because he's going to come here <laughs> and we'll rehearse for two days and then we'll put on the show. And then a week after that, we're going to put it on in New York for two shows. That is amazing. The the creativity, the entrepreneurship of that, utilizing this amazing platform that we have called Zoom that most of us are familiar with to use it for creative ways and to expand. I mean, that's extraordinary. And it sounds like your brother kind of rewired as well. And that's how exciting that you get to do a show together. Oh, I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I'd love to know before we kind of close out, maybe two things from each of you. One, what is your most favorite role, whether it was TV, film or stage? And then, um, no, I'll come back for my second question after that. This time, I'm going to start with Howard, Carolyn, just to be fair. So, Howard, would you tell us your favorite role? It's a toss-up, but I'll, I'll I'll pick one. I played Maury Schwartz in Tuesdays with Maury. And if you are familiar with that story and with the individual, it was a it felt like a privilege to 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 sort of bring this character this real life live you know real life individual to bring him to life on the stage so i think that's probably my favorite yes. well and i, I, and, I had, and i had the opportunity to, to to play it in two different productions really that's unusual yes. well it, you're right it's a wonderful book it's very inspirational, again, also for older adults, written by Mitch Album, who was a journalist in Detroit, and he wrote the book about their relationship. I highly recommend it if anyone's looking for a book to read. It's Tuesdays with Maury, but I didn't and it's know also, it's also, it's also It's also available as a play. That's great. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll switch to Carolyn. What is your most favorite role? I toured for three years. My husband and I formed a small production company, and I toured for three years in a one-woman play about Georgia O'Keeffe. Oh. And that was amazing. And it literally changed my life. We came out to New Mexico several times. We were living in Texas at the time. Fell in love with New Mexico and the film and TV industry was growing here, booming theater community. Uh, so we moved and felt right at home immediately. But it was a terrific play written by Lucinda McDermott and just a joy to do. Oh. You would uh, be wonderful. If, if we have time. We have time. Uh, was, believe it or not, Marjorie Prime uh, in Santa Fe. And 
Duchess directed me in that. That's where we first met. Beautiful play and production and role. It's it's also become, I know most people aren't familiar with the play Marjorie Prime, and the film did not do well, yet the, the story matter is so significant because it really is about AI, artificial intelligence, and dealing with Marjorie Prime, this older woman who has lost her husband. It's fascinating reading, particularly now with the the onslaught of what AI is doing in our in our world. So, and you were incredible. It was a role of a lifetime for you. I was so fortunate that you you came to that <laughs> audition, and uh, you were amazing. You you had your lines almost memorized completely for the audition, and you continued to grow and and wow us every performance. So thank you. Well, thank uh, you for directing so beautifully. My next question to close it out is, what piece of advice, suggestion, information would either of you give to our listeners who might be on the fence about, well, I always wanted to paint, but, or I always wanted to sing, but, you know, the all of those things that have kept a person from maybe rewiring. So, Howard, I'll go back to you. Is there something you would share to our listeners? Um, well, it, it, it feels a little bit obvious to say it, but I'll say <laughs> it. It's, you know, just go and do it, you know, give it, give it a shot. You, you talked about painting. I started drawing and painting about two or three years ago. Really? And, and I, I had never done anything like that. And I'm not very good, but I'm getting better. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, you know, wh- who cares if I'm good or not, except me, maybe. <laughs> So now you're working for Nike. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of. Thank you. Uh, Carolyn, what would you share with our listeners about rewiring? Well, just about the same thing. Go for it. I think it's so important to have something in your life that you're passionate about and that you're involved in. I have read that various forms of Dementia are greatly uh, influenced, come on earlier or at all, uh, because your brain just goes stagnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I agree. So <laughs> get out there and have fun. Indeed. Find out what your passion is and follow it, whether you turn it into a career as these two wonderful actors have, or you do it as um, your own avocation hobby at home. Start living your life, rewire your thinking, which will rewire your life. So I really wish my listeners could see you. What? Oh, wait, they can. If they go to www.playzoomers.org, you can get information about the play Hunker Down, which will be performing live on Zoom Friday, May 5th. Saturday, May 6th, and then we're doing a special matinee on Sunday, May 7th for a group called Saging International, another organization that is supporting older adults to live a fuller, richer life. So you still can get tickets (laughs) and then see these fabulous faces and match them up with what you've heard. So I want to thank both of you for uh, being our our, my guests today, but mostly I want to I want to thank both of you for following your passion and rewiring it and living as great role models for us all. So thank you again. And I'll see you at rehearsal. 
Closing out episode seven in appreciation for our fabulous guests today. Oh, thank you, Carolyn and Howard, for being such passionate role models for the rest of us. And interesting that Howard mentioned that working with younger people has become invaluable to him as he's getting older. And earlier today, I was reading a study that echoes that thought about working with younger people as a way for overcoming memory loss and staving off Alzheimer's because of the interconnectivity. So that may be another podcast in and of itself. We have upcoming birthdays this week. Tomorrow the 4th, Audrey Hepburn. Willie Mays on the 6th. Remembering Harry Truman on May 8th. And wonderful musician Billy Joel on the 9th. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to thank our sponsor, the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. You can always reach them for more information by going to aging.nm.gov or call them. You know, that phone thing we used to use, 1-800-432-2080. And you can reach me by email at yourliferewired at gmail.com. I can give you information about the show or ALTSD, our sponsor. Or if you want more information about PlayZoomers.org, I'm happy to help out with that too. For now, thank you so much. Make it a great week. And remember to reconnect, recommit, and rewire. Thanks to the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico for sponsoring our show. Our original music was written and sung by New Mexico's own Lydia Clark. Join us for Midweek Uplift next Wednesday, streaming at noon Mountain Standard Time. I'm your announcer, Don Converse. Till then, stay plugged in. We've got information and inspiration. It's